Minneapolis, 911. What's your emergency? It's another episode of Minneapolis 911. Welcome to today's show with your host, the mayor of Minneapolis After Dark, L.A. Nick. And along with him is beautiful and hilarious co-host, comedian Hesley Ray. They'll be bringing you the 411 and 911 of our beloved city. It's Minneapolis 911. I'm L.A. Nick. I'm here with Hesley Ray. How you doing, Hess? I'm good. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. I'm kind of at a uh, extra active weekend, so I'm a little. You're a little. Uh, you were telling me that you were at the mansion. Yeah, it's a new a in new club uptown? in uptown. It's pretty pretty uh pretty cool place. You told me that you were there for like 48 hours. No, I, I went. I did go three nights in a row. They had they had a VIP party Thursday, just like oh fancy, like for everything free, which mm-hmm. is always good. Yeah. And then, How did you get invited? Like, were um, they just like, hey, well, important Minneapolis mayor after dark? Every club, you know. Yeah, with, oh, the all night, the clubs uh, Well, the nighttime mayor. Man, you know, like, I wish I could be a nighttime mayor and get invited to cool things. I talked to a lot of a lot of cool Vikings players that I never met. Like, new, like, like new, all newbies, like people that just moved here and... But they were all cool. Were they gigantic? They like, were huge. They made me scared? look like, like, <laughs> literally like I was like a munchkin. You were like a <laughs> tiny baby munchkin. And then, and then, Did la- they think and you the, were cute? And then last night, I, I ran into my friend Igor, who was That's, like, is that a real name? Yeah. Oh. Who and he's like, see, not Igor. Oh, I, Igor, yeah. Oh, Igor, okay. Igor, Igor, whatever. And uh, yeah, Igor. You know, once and I got a like, shot like, in he's my like, back, he's from like seven foot. Seven feet tall, right? Because he's like <laughs> Igor, and yeah, I got a shot in my back. You know, one of those that numb you from the waist down for surgery. Yep. From a, a doctor named Igor, and that yeah, was, terrified me. I, I think it might be the Igor. same guy. Is anyway, it Igor or Igor? Name that movie. On to on to pressing issues. All right. Yeah, you you know, you've been pretty upset about things going. I on. am just flabbergasted at what happened. At the Trump benefit, I don't care what your politics are. I could care less. I could care less what anybody's politics are. I don't care if you're Republican. I don't care if you're Democrat. There is no, no excuse for violence. Zero. Absolutely zero. And to see violence and watch police, watch 70-year-old people get pushed down to the ground and their cell phones robbed and do nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I, I read a personal testimony of this woman who wrote that she was getting pushed down and there was cops all around and no, the cops wouldn't do anything. And she just locked eyes with a security guard inside the convention center, a private security guard for the convention center. He came out and saved her, but the cops didn't do anything. So th- there are some rumors swirling around that Betsy Hodges gave the police a stand-down order because... It's Trump, and he's Republican, and she wanted people not to be able to get in it because it was a fundraiser, so it's for getting Trump money. So but to bring that's just rumor. Back really quickly, for those who don't know, um, Trump did not have a, a live campaign here in Minneapolis, but he did go to a private event, and right. that's the one that you're that was referring Hu- Hu- to. Hubert Hubbard, Hubbard Broadcasting sponsored it. Did you say Hubert? Yeah. Like Hubert H. Yeah. Humphrey? So we talked about we talked about Hubbard before. <laughs> Hubert. He was the first he was the first person to ever broadcast a television show for twenty minutes. And that happened right here in Minneapolis. Not Minnesota. Ron L. Hubbard. It's a no. different Hubbard. Yeah. Okay. Hubert. All right. Hubert. <laughs> Hubbard. <laughs> Who it's knows Hubbard. how to pronounce it's Hubbard, it? It's Hubbard Hubbard Broadcasting. Okay. So they had a private event uh, for a thousand dollars a plate to come out. And all these old white people came out. No, I actually, I, I actually know a lot of 20. I'm sorry. Like, I know, I personally Caucasian. know 20-some and 30-some-year-old people who bought $1,000 tickets. 20-somethings, 30-somethings, yep. and they bought a lot of, well. It was okay. $1,000 a plate. But we're talking about wealthy, like, people who came out, like, the just. No, up, I know a girl I, who's not wealthy who spent $1,000 and went. Yeah, right. Then she has to be wealthy. No, like, she's not. I mean, I don't have a thousand bucks to throw down at a dinner. Well, she want she is she is infatuated with Donald Trump, so she wanted to go see Donald Trump. And she's infatuated, and, so and, she sold and, all of her and then she went, then she went and spent another three hundred bucks to get all made up. And 
Yeah, because you have to at those events. Your nails have to be. Oh done. yeah, she your goes. She she no. She coined. told me. She told me I need to impress Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump. Oh yeah. But yes. but the, the, the my point is my point is this violence that happened outside it is it was fifteen people doing all the violence, and I I don't understand why police would just sit there and watch. I, I, I just can't comprehend that that that's that over over politics just because those people are Republicans you're not going to help them that is ridiculous Minneapolis should be ashamed of itself I know Minneapolis is a democratic city I don't care what what party you're for violence is violence to watch a 70 year old couple get pushed to the ground somebody no should have helped those people you're right okay and you, you have that with. article right the, yeah, so I was looking up. And right, what, what's the headline of that article? The headline of this is "Silence in the Wake of Brutal Attacks on Trump Supporters." This is by Alpha New Alpha News Minnesota dot com. So Alpha News MN dot com. So it says police. It says press, silence it says, in the wake of brutal attacks on Trump supporters. But it says pr- media and police silence, right? Uh, when the article goes on, it does go with. Uh, that the supporters and donors were met with verbal and physical violence as they tried to enter and exit the private event. And we're, I'm looking at some pictures from Twitter um, from somebody called Unicorn Riot um, at UR underscore Ninja um, of a lot of graffiti saying F Trump, Nazi symbols with, uh, you know, lines through them and then fires, which is crazy. And then it looks like um, one female Trump supporter was physically, or okay, so one was physically assaulted by a group of anti-Trump protesters while he tried to defend a female Trump supporter. This person, Matt Erickson, um, said that his phone was stolen from him and another protester sucker punched him in the back of the head. He was later trapped against a building and was attacked by four others. Why cops did nothing. He has bruised ribs, lumps on the head, and a gash on the forehead. And a group of cops on bikes about a block away from all the activity um, watched this. And he only saw two cops on site with maybe four squads total. Now, we are looking at, he's saying through this article that that they did not intervene um and then the founder of black men stand up um contacted alpha news the people reporting on this and said that they were taking responsibility for the attack on matt erickson so to me there's no excuse for that Uh, for our city government not to protect the people who live in minneapolis i don't care what party you're for or, or if you're republican democrat or alien I don't care. There's no excuse for the police not to protect people. And if our mayor gave a stand-down order, which the rumors, that which happened, ru- right? mm-hmm. I've heard multiple people, rumors on the street, saying she did give a stand-down order. If she did, I think criminal charges should be brought up against and her. And obviously you can't you can't name your sources for that, but were they oh, any like just, uniformed just, officers just, telling well, you that? I, or? I, can't, I can't say that. I don't want to get anybody fired. Can you tell me off air <laughs> in my ear? <laughs> I'm not going to get anybody fired, um, but if, if, she, if, 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 if anybody has the, the guts to, and knows that she gave a stand-down order and come out to the press and say that, I think criminal charges should be filed against the mayor. That to let people get beat up and know they're and know and know know beforehand it's going to happen. It's, they knew beforehand these people are going to get beat up. It is a scary time to be around any of this. You know what I mean? Like what? And I agree with you. What, whether or not you agree with come on, they, they, whatever political party. It should have had no They should have had twenty five cops there. There's no reason for violence. And, and if that had happened at a Democratic any, private party, I would have the same reaction too. You know what I mean? Like any other city has just tons and tons of cops at all these rallies. For Minneapolis to not have any, have two cops, two, two. Well, to be fair, there were um, there were bike cops a couple a block blocks away. away. <laughs> I mean, let's give them a little credit. They were close enough. So uh, I. I, I urge anyone who can prove and show that Betsy Hodges gave a stand-down order to come forward with the, to the press with that because 
if she did, she should she should literally get criminal yeah, charges call against in. her. Call call our producer Robert Morgan. You can find our information on Minneapolis nine one one dot com. But yeah, call. I mean, you can be anonymous. Speaking of, you know, like, I, but yeah, we would want. And and and, and, and I'm shocked. There. I'm shocked that our MPD would would do it. I'm shocked that our that our police officers would do that. I'm shocked. I you that know, they like, would even listen to Betsy and do a standing order. If their hands are tied, their hands are tied. I know. So. And they're scared to get fired. Speaking of the cops, I don't know if you read the story about the police union's leader. No. You didn't? Oh, oh, yes, I did. There was a steak dinner, <laughs> and it was delicious. So Kroll, the Kroll is the is the head of the police union, and their headquarters, their union headquarters, has been getting vandalized, and they just re- <laughs> and sorry, they just redid it all. So they just redid the whole parking lot and refaced the front of the building, and it keeps getting tagged and graffitied on it. <laughs> and uh, so he offered cops, he and just just like casual talk, and said, "Hey, you can hang out in the camp out in the parking lot and do your reports." In your yeah. cars, Just if you happen to, if you happen to see somebody graffitiing in the building, and you arrest them, I'll buy you and a guest steak dinner. That sounds like a really creative approach. I agree. Like, and you know, now he's getting he's getting got to write those reports somewhere. N- now he's getting just like stoned for it. Yeah, because he gave them an incentive, like you know, like you get this. Well, they said it's against it's a, it's against the code of conduct and. All these. They're all, trying to get this guy out of there. He's been a pain in their ass for I, a long time. You know, you know what? I'm on. I'm on his side. I love. I it. kind of on a, am too. But also, um, Jack's Cafe. What a great place. Jack's Cafe got ranked the the worst, dirtiest place uh, to eat in the in, in the Twin Cities. So then the, he shouldn't really be held accountable <laughs> at all because he gave them a gross. Do you believe Jack, Jack's did get the lowest rating? Do you know that? <laughs> then why? What is the problem? That's not even an incentive then. That right? was in the Star Tribune. They got the lowest rating possible the worst of, clean, place on of Earth. cleanliness. But if you go to Jack's, you wouldn't think that. It's a clean restaurant. <laughs> why did they say that then? Because the kitchen is supposed to be the worst really? ever. Yeah, yeah. It got ranked oh. dead last. Some like old guy back there drinking no, whiskey, it, it picking failed, his nose. It failed cooking. every single thing in the health code. Everything. Everything. Everyone. Everything. <laughs> so, All right. Anyway, I am. I'm on Kroll's side on this. Uh, I'm sorry. I just am. I think out of the box thinking is what we need in the city, and and to offer somebody steak dinner, big deal. It sounds creative to me. I, you know, I think I'm on his side too. Where like, I mean, everyone has been in and a speak, situation. Speaking of graffiti, in case anybody didn't know this. You can, if you have graffiti on your building or you see graffiti, you can go to any Minneapolis fire department and get graffiti removing liquid in a spray bottle. Hmm. And can you huff it? Oh, no. We talked about that I in the previous episode. Would, I don't think that would. That's that would not be, a good idea. No, that's not Sorry, right. guys. But you can go to any Minneapolis fire department and they will give it to you for free. To take off graffiti. So if you hmm. want to do a good deed for your city and go remove graffiti. Go to any Minneapolis fire department, and they'll give you a spray bottle of it for free. I think that's a great idea. I do, too. um, I I do want to say, coming up, after we come back, we do have a guest in the studio tonight. We do? Pretty excited about this. Oh, oh, the Insure the Police. Insure the Police, yep. So uh, he's the head of the organization in Minneapolis here, um, and I'm really interested to hear what he has to say. Always kind of fun to have a guest on, too. Yeah, I like having a guest. Just hearing our voices. You know, we, we, we have to, we, we, we've had, you know, guests in the past. Mm-hmm. and uh, Some good. Some, some good. really <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> some not so good. Some, some a little scary. Some uh, some deceiving. Some very deceptive. <laughs> deceptive. Um, uh, scary and, you know, please uh, don't target us. Believe but it. That. Did you see uh, uh, Uber's launching driverless cars? Do you know that? Yes, no. Uber's going to launch driverless cars. We'll, we'll talk about it after the break, but Uber's releasing driverless cars. I can't wait to All hear All Volvos. Yeah, yeah. about that. Then yeah. I won't have to bother them anymore. No driver. One robot. We'll see, cool. we'll see you in a minute after break. Having trouble getting it up in the bed? 
Relief is now available with no pills, pumps, or embarrassment. Topper Easy Lift is here. With Topper Easy Lift, you can raise your truck bed topper to new heights for easy access and storage of ATVs, canoes, wood, brush, and larger-than-normal loads. Topper Easy Lift can give you the maximum increase of your truck bed, opening from 3 feet to almost 5 feet for easy access from the back or the side. Topper Easy Lift comes complete in a box made of lightweight quality materials. Topper Easy Lift is durable, strong, and easy to install with your own tools. Press a button and Topper Easy Lift's four high-quality actuators raise your truck topper. Topper Easy Lift will make your next camping or hunting trip a cinch. Just raise the topper for a portable room, so never have trouble getting it up in the bed again. Get Topper Easy Lift and rise to the occasion. Check this station website for more details and accessories or click on EasyLiftSystems.com. Get Topper Easy Lift. You'll love it, and the ladies will too. Look down the street. It's a car. It's, it's a truck. No, it's Super Shuttle. Super Shuttle, the blue and yellow vans that pick you up from your office or home. Super Shuttle, to the airport, corporate office, or a night on the town. Super Shuttle, picks you up and takes you there. No more hassling with luggage or airport parking. Eliminate the expense of taxis, the traffic jam, or that creepy guy on the bus. Call Super Shuttle today. 1-800-BLUE-VAN. That's 1-800-BLUE-VAN. Super Shuttle will pick you up and take you there. Forty years ago, owner Gene Dubois and his friends sat on his granny's front porch step and discussed cars. Matchbox cars. This one? No, not that one. Look under here. That's damaged. This one instead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. Yeah, this one is perfect. And 40 years later, they're still discussing cars. Only now, the cars have grown a little. This one? No, not that one. Look under here. That's damaged. See? This one instead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. And this one? Yeah, that one's perfect. How about this one? Fact is, anyone can sell cars, but to sell quality, inspected cars, you have to know what a quality, dependable car looks like. And when you've got Gene and his team and all that experience, you can't help but win. Star Auto and Truck Sales not only sells you the car, you also get friendly customer service and no hassle shopping. And because these are hand-picked quality, mechanically fit cars and trucks, just like on Granny's Porch 40 years ago, you get honest value. Something hard to find in today's world. Star Auto and Truck Sales at StarAutoAndTruck.com. And it's Minneapolis 911. You're with L.A. Nick and Hesley Ray. Uh, we were just talking about Uber is bringing out driverless cars. They're all Volvo. They went, they went with Volvo, and Volvo made them all. And they did this. They're, 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 they're actually put them out in three weeks. And starting in Pennsylvania, in three weeks from now. That seems really dangerous. Well, they said, they, so they, they the, uh, uh, Trying to remember the name of the paper. It might have been the Washington Post that uh, a kid got this story and he went and met with the head of Uber and he got an interview and he got to go on a ride. And he said it was actually boring because you're just sitting there and there's like nobody to talk oh, to. Oh, it's lonely. And, yeah, it's lonely. And, uh, but they, ha- they said they had no choice because right now Google is and Ford are working on the same thing. So it's, it, they're all going to come out with it. So it. they said if Uber didn't do it now, it would push Uber out of business. Hmm. So they, they're launching in three weeks. Um, they're going to give it for free for the first, like, six months to test it. And I think the reason why they're going to do it for free for six months because, you know, Tesla just had their first death on their driverless car. Well, also, like, what if the robot turns evil and kills the <laughs> occupant? So they need to give it for free just well, in you, case. You would make it turn evil. You know, <laughs> that's just not nice. You drunk would make I, it turn evil. I feel like, honestly... You'd be like, oh, do, no, that's the wrong address. It's this address. They would do way better if they had a real robot sitting in the car, though, like Johnny Number 5. Well, they're going to have that would co-pilots be cool. for the first... Like, like a the human? first year, sitting in the passenger seat. What? Yes, so just like in case something driver. goes wrong. <laughs> He's <laughs> nagging the robot. But they are, the robot they're gonna, they're gonna have co- had enough. They're gonna have a co-pilot. <laughs> I think that's called a backseat driver. I, it's just everybody's grandmother sitting there. I don't know. There. I don't turn know. Turn your turn signal on. I think people are gonna be freaked out by getting in a driverless car. I'm scared already. Except. I mean, I'm scared getting in your car with you driving. Yeah, no one should do that. <laughs> no just, one should do no that. No one should do that. I don't no. even know if I have a valid license. But moving along, yeah, we have a guest here tonight. We have a guest today. I'm really happy to have him here. Um, he comes out from Insure the Police. It's an organization that he's going to talk about. His name is Cole Yates, 
and he's the managing uh, the manager, the manager, managing director. He's gonna tell you more about it, um, but I'm really excited. We talked to him on the phone the other night. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Cole Yates. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, so my name's Cole Yates. Um, I'm the campaign manager with uh, the campaign to ensure the police. Um, we're trying to require police officers to carry their own liability insurance, just like uh, nurses, plumbers, roofers, uh, yoga instructors this November. Um, we are a Minneapolis-based campaign. We're wanting to prevent police brutality um, through uh, the democratic process by putting this uh, police insurance amendment uh, in front of the voters. Um, and I'm really glad to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you again, yeah, for coming up. And you said that you have a, a lawsuit that's currently being that's right. fought right now. And I think that's how I heard about your organization, um, because you had a movement that got a lot of traction where you just kind of packed a courtroom with a bunch of right. protesters. Is that right? Tell me how that went and tell me about it, what the lawsuit yeah, is. Yeah, who's suing who? So we are suing the uh, city of Minneapolis for trying to block us from the ballot. Um, we've uh, we collected uh, over six years. We collected 15,000 petition signatures from people in Minneapolis who want to see the police insurance amendment on the ballot. And we did pack the uh, the city hall with uh, 15 now. They were also being voted on by the city council. The city council's also uh, tried to keep the $15 minimum wage off the ballot. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, it was, uh, it gave us a really big dose of uh, energy into the campaign. Um, we've got a lot of media attention about it and people are really paying attention because um, you know, at this rate, it looks like it might be impossible to get anything on the ballot through a citizen petition anymore. Well, with, with our current administration, that's I would, right. That's I would right. agree. That's with right. Betsy Hodges being mayor, I would agree. That's right. And, uh, you know, I do want to just, uh, it was a 10 to three vote, uh, 10 votes against, uh, uh, putting us on the ballot, maintaining the status quo, but there were three city council members, Alon Dracano, uh, we had Cameron Gordon and then also Andrew Johnson, and they all voted to, uh, you know, follow the law and put us on the ballot. The city actually has a duty to uh, place these uh, amendments on the ballot. They broke the law and were suing uh, in conjunction with 15 now uh, to get both of those amendments on the ballot. And we uh, anticipate that we're going to win. Um, the judge will be coming out with a ruling uh, hopefully early, the, uh, early this week, um, but definitely by the latest by Friday. Well, to, to me, it seems common sense that the police should have insurance. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's common sense. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, for for us, we looked at the situation where there's no accountability for when police officers commit misconduct. Um, there's a huge gulf of trust uh, between the community and the police department. It's making it harder to solve crimes. Um, you know, it's it's something that we do think is common sense. I mean, if your yoga instructor uh, carries professional liability insurance, why shouldn't uh, your police officer who's carrying a gun no, in our communities? The, poli the police department itself, do they, ha they don't have any liability insurance? No. So right now the city actually literally budgets for police brutality. Right now it's costing taxpayers right, millions of dollars. Two, $2.5 to $3 million a year. Uh, that is coming straight from the taxpayers. It's coming from fixing your roads, going to your schools. Um, all that uh, great stuff. I mean, there's definitely a lot of ways I can think of that we could be better spending $3 million than bailing out rogue police officers in court when they commit misconduct. Yeah. So it sounds like right now your movement is twofold. One is the ballot issue um, with city government blocking right. that you were able to put this on the ballot. And then the other one is obviously the core message, which is to get the police insured. What you said to me on the phone, which I, you know, like, because I, I really didn't have an opinion about this, you know, and I'm just asking questions. Like, I'm, I'm trying to learn more about what your organization is doing. Um, but you had said, imagine a plumber came into your home dealing with a problem and then, you know, got upset and started breaking all of your pipes. Right. Would you expect that the taxpayers would have to pay for the repair of those pipes? Or would you expect that they had their own insurance in case they went off the handle? Obviously, the police have to deal with situations that I can't uh, put myself, you know, like we are not right. in their shoes, but they're human beings as well. So they're not robot Uber drivers, you know, with right. a set, set, a uh, clear set of rules. So if they do have an emotion, if something does or their own personal agenda, you're saying, why, why don't they hold the same type of insurance? Why does it go back to the taxpayer? And that's all you're saying. You're not making an opinion on 
please activities. Why, why, would, why wouldn't the, the, the couple of million dollars that they put aside for paying off lawsuits, why wouldn't that just pay for liability insurance for the police department? Right, and that's something that I really want to mention. So within the police insurance amendment, we've given the city council the option to cover the base rate of this insurance. So for the vast majority of officers who are, you know, doing their beat, they're doing their jobs just the way they're supposed to be doing, they're not going to see any out-of-pocket costs. So the, the actual individual officer won't see any out-of-pocket costs? If they're not committing misconduct. Right. Now, if they're going out into our communities committing police brutality, kicking handcuffed people in the face, uh, shooting people unnecessarily, then they're going to see an increase in premiums, and they're going to have to pay the difference for that insurance. Right. So there'll be a base, and then there'll be, if you're not, a good cop, you're going to pay extra. Exactly. I mean, we have an officer, Tyrone Barzi. In the past 12 months, this guy has been successfully sued seven times. He's cost taxpayers I know, I know, I know, this, I know, this, I know story. Yep. And crazy. Uh, he's still on the force. Right. But you, you, you'll have a hard time with, with our current administration. That's right, and that's why we're going uh, outside of the administration. Yeah. We brought this straight to the people. It's, it's not we the people anymore in Minneapolis. It's Betsy Hodges' army. It's we the people <laughs> if Betsy Hodges and Barb Johnson and Jacob Fry approve of it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really it's, it's an attack on democracy. I mean, we— It really with, is. Within the city charter, the city constitution, the people have the right to amend the city charter if thousands and thousands of people stand together— sign a petition, it gets legally verified by the city clerk, which has happened for us, and they just said, screw you guys, we don't like this, we're going to keep it off the and ballot. And that's what they're doing. And they, they, do- and they did the same thing with 15 now. Oh, they've done the same thing with a thousand things. That's their own private little thing going on here. They're doing whatever they want to do. Right, I mean, Jacob Fry came out during the, the uh, city council meeting, he said that voters... This was too complex of an issue for them to decide. We're too dumb. Right. And, yeah. you know, next year he's going to be asking for our vote. Uh, you know, he might actually be running for mayor. Um, and I'm sure he's not going to think that voting for him is, you know, too complex of an issue for voters to decide. It's only with issues that he doesn't like and that the people that uh, are supporting him don't like. Um, so, you know, really, I mean, the, the, the city council does not care about police accountability whatsoever. Um, you've seen that uh, we have a, a, a agency here in Minneapolis called the Office of Police Conduct Review. It's the OPCR. Um, that's uh, if you go and get brutalized uh, by a police officer, they're the agency you go to to complain. You file a formal complaint. We've gotten 1,400 of those complaints in the past three and a half years. Guess how many of those have been disciplined? Uh, that resulted in discipline for the officer out of 1,400. You asked me this. I, I'll give my guess. I t- well, you I know told the answer. You, I know it now, but when you first asked me that, I said, I don't know, 14, because I was going, I was lowballing it. Let's see what Nick's guess would be. I would say, like, less than less than five. Less than five? Okay, what is the answer? One officer got a letter of reprimand placed yeah. on their file. Now, I don't know about you guys. In a city this size, you know, 1,400 complaints against officers. I think there's been more than one legitimate police brutality case in this city. I mean, and the city council is doing nothing to rein in these officers, and it's costing the taxpayers millions of well, dollars. We, we, we also, I, I, I mean, I have, a, I have seen another side of this story, too. We also have a huge disconnect between city government and our police department. Exactly. They don't work on the same page. Exactly. They're not on the same team. They actually don't like each other. So you, you have two organizations who are at odds. Right. In, inside our own government. And then you've got the police union, which is completely against everything aside from the police union. Right. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's this huge gulf of trust, not only between the city administration, it's the all, police department. All in there, there's a huge gulf of trust between the communities and yes. the police. I mean, you, you're seeing these news about these shootings all the time. And, you know, people will witness these shootings and they don't trust police officers enough to say what they saw. But, but, but I have to say, I distrust the administration more than I distrust MPD. So on that note, I know that we have to wrap up and go to break, but Cole Yates, if you're willing to stay with us, of course. let's keep talking a little bit. Love this conversation. Thank you again for being here. Uh, we will be right back. We'll be keeping uh, Cole Yates here for a little bit longer. Stay with us. Come back soon. Gotta move. 
We sell moving supplies to help it go smoother. Simply Self Storage. We sell boxes and packing supplies. Find us at simplyss.com. Turn it up! Seven Steakhouse and Sushi Bar. Yeah. Open Tables Diner's Choice Award winner and the top event destination in Minnesota for Fortune 100 companies. Oh my, yeah. Seven offers the freshest seafood and the best beef that only comes from humanely grown boutique ranches. Seven is the premier dining and entertainment venue with a mood to fit every experience. The Steakhouse, the Sushi Bar, the Ultra Lounge, and the gorgeous Sky Bar Rooftop, delivering an awe-inspiring view of Minneapolis. By far the best venue in the city to hear electronic dance music and hip-hop. Have I got your attention now? Seven has it all. If you want the best, it's Seven Steakhouse and Sushi Bar. Their boxes. Ooh, you got it, you got it? I got it. I don't got it. Our boxes. <sighs> Perfect. Have reinforced sides and moisture barrier. Simply self-storage. We sell boxes. Find us at simplyss.com. When your child has trouble and challenges in math, it can lead to problems at home or school and low self-esteem. Mathnasium is here to help. At Mathnasium, we take time to fully understand your child's strengths and weaknesses and create an individual program tailored to their needs with the Mathnasium method. Your student will understand math. And when you understand, you don't have to memorize. Unlock your child's potential and open up their world to the wonderful puzzle called math. Check this radio website, Keyword Math. At Mathnasium, we make math make sense. We're back with Minneapolis 911. I'm Hesley Ray with LA Nick, and we've got Cole Yates here managing the campaign to insure the police, Minneapolis, insurethepolice.org. Thank you for being here. Welcome back. Thanks again, Hesley. We just left off with you and Nick having a lively discussion about city council and his mistrust. Well, I, I personally know a lot of MPD officers and a lot of high brass MPD. I also know almost every single person on city council, including, excluding about three that are in wards that I don't know, that I don't go to. Uh, you don't care about those I wards. I don't care about those wards. No, I care about all the wards, but I just don't have contact with them because they're not affecting my life, my world. Um, I personally know Barb Johnson. I personally know Lisa Goodman. I personally know Jacob Fry. Um, I, per I don't, I, I've, I know a lot about our Betsy Hodges and talked about the Hodges via social media. Um, I, I distrust them more than I distrust MPD. I, I really do. I, they, their job is to run MPD and put the people, the right leaders to run MPD. They're not doing their job. In fact, this, this is we on our last episode, I, they all got together. Barb Johnson, Lisa Goodman, and Jacob Fry all had me go meet with the new police commander. Who was only there for a week? And but I just a side <laughs> note. I do think that maybe that guy left because he had to meet with Nick. No. So, <laughs> they, 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 so now they're rotating all these top cops, so nobody can get a groove of what's going on in their neighborhood. So the city, the, the administration's not doing things correctly. They're just not. So I distrust their administration more than I distrust MPD. MPD's taking the brunt of it. But it's actually the administration causing most of these problems. So we've heard Nick's opinion. What is yours? Do you agree right. with that? Right. So, so for me, I, I I agree, but in a different way. I don't think the city uh, administration is doing enough to rein in these small group of rogue officers, uh, the top one percent, if you will, who are causing the vast majority of the problems. Tyrone. Right. Tyrone Barzi, uh, even Lieutenant Bob Kroll. I mean, this guy came out and basically was making a bounty hunt for uh, people who were chalking in the police union parking lot. Now he's under an ethics uh, probe. We just talked about that, and we didn't think that that was a big deal because he got, yeah. he's like, you know, eh. Well, listen, the, the big deal is not what he did. The big deal is what he said. He threw a bunch of watch commanders under the bus and also revealed that uh, there's a practice of, 
commanders giving their officers high-end knives for arresting children for curfew violations. Where are you getting that information? He's, I he I straight up said that. it to the Star oh, Tribune. Really? It was buried in the article, and I saw it, and I said, that is the real story here. We've got a kids for cash scheme going on. The police union president revealed it because he's upset that the city administration wants him to be investigated for this you know, silly email bounty hunt that he orchestrated. He's like the blackmailer that is revealing one of the photos that he has the dirt um, if they're holding him accountable by investigating him he's starting to show all of the dirt that's going on in the, in the department it's a it's a it's a warning shot he's saying not to mess with him and you know it is a really big deal I mean we've got uh, police officers now first we know that there's a quota for arresting children for curfew violations. And then now we also know that officers are getting paid days off and, quote, high-end knives for exceeding those quotas. And that's a really big deal. And, I mean, who do you think uh, gets targeted for curfew violations? I guarantee you it's not uh, white children that are running around uh, near the lakes. I mean, it's it's it falls white on— White children don't run around near the lakes. Are you kidding? <laughs> Oh, you know they do. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I think that you're right. So so right now there I mean I think everyone could agree that there there's a problem with certain uh groups of people being targeted right. over others, right? Right. Probably most people would say, Yeah, I agree with that. Of course. And now you're saying that there's another level of corrupt behavior where it's not only that they might be targeted from the onset, but there's added bonuses to catch the like it it sounds ridiculous right the the mpd needs to come out immediately and say who is paying for these high-end knives who is paying for these paydays off you have to come up with the what what's causing that to happen and a lot of it's caused caused by the administration telling mpd to stand down and not not protect the 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 community And, and and i see that happening over and over again fifth street light rail station unprotected constantly 15 year old kids are committing most of the crimes why is a 15-year-old kid there at 2 in the morning? That, that To me, that's a problem. That is a problem. So, 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 so for, if the administration is telling MPD to stand down, somebody like Kroll saying, hey, I'm going to go against them, and I'm going to do it as a rogue. So uh, it's, it's a very complex situation. There's a lot going on in this city that no, that's, that's under the rug. And, and you're, you're like, there are, we're, we'll bring, we're bringing it out. Right. I mean, the, the bad apples have spoiled the barrel. Um, right. And, you know, I think that we really need to focus on getting those bad apples out of the barrel so MPD can become an, a professional, responsible, but, insured department and can help to start addressing some of this crime that we're seeing upticks in. We're I, seeing these, I agree. Right. I mean, you guys are talking about it almost. But we week. need to get the bad apples out of the administration, too. Right. And I completely agree with that. You know, my my focus here is to get this passed so we can, you know, improve the uh, Minneapolis Police Department. As someone who cares about the Minneapolis city government, yes, we do need to get out uh, these uh, elected officials who are not representing us, who are trying to block uh, grassroots democracy because they want to maintain the status quo and people who are making it, uh, you know, making it uh, a worse Minneapolis to live in. I but mean. They are making it a worse Minneapolis. I mean, exactly right. Um, Yeah, I think I think you've made it clear what you're saying is is one step of of many. You've devoted a lot of passion and time and resources with a lot of people. It looks like you've got a big movement happening. You're saying step one, let's just at least get the insurance down to take the burden off the taxpayers. And maybe through that, you'll you'll create more awareness to these deeper problems. Right. And I mean, the cost of the the police brutality bailouts is not really the main issue. The main issue is the fact that police have become an occupying force that are accountable to no one aside from themselves. And, you know, the the real cost of this police brutality going unchecked, the city administration letting the police get away with whatever they want. The real cost is the uh, abuse and, uh, you know, the day to day police brutality and misconduct that people have to deal with. Um, You know, working with so many survivors who, uh, you know, if you're poor and the police unfairly tow your car, that really impacts your life. It makes you lose your job. Um, and you know it can make you lose your house. Well, again. no, if you know that they, they actually don't. They don't impound cars anymore in Minneapolis. Well, we could talk about that at a different they topic, but but maybe when did yeah. that change? <laughs> just, just recently, <laughs> they don't impound cars anymore. 
So, all right, Cole Yates, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate would like it. to open up our website, Minneapolis911.com, for comments, and I would like to engage you with that, too, if people have questions or comments. Right. And then how do they reach you? Where do they find your organization? Tell us more. Yeah, you can go to our website. It's insurethepolice.org. Um, you can also look us up on Facebook. We have a very active Facebook page. You can just search for Insure the Police on Facebook, and we'll pop right up. And before okay. before you leave, I want, I want to tell you this. I've had multiple city council members recently jacob fry told me to my face i don't control mpd and i said and i said who then who does and his answer is mayor betsy hodges so she controls mpd so she's responsible so to get to get past her is i mean she's got a totalitarian government going on right now we need a clean sweep we need a clean sweep Mm -hmm. you're right all right so we are gonna I call her one and done Betsy. Everybody's got to vote next term and get her out of here. We're going to come back with Police Scanner after our next break. We've got some more topics to go over, but I did want to thank our guest again. Thanks, Cole. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I got got so many uh, things that, you know, we, we, uh, the state fair is coming. Do you go to state fair? I do all the time. I love it. So, they're talking about having tight, heightened security at the state fair. They're worrying about Black Lives Matter. Probably Cole Yates, too, with his people. <laughs> no, nah, I don't think Cole does that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but they're worrying, about, they're worrying about Black Lives Matter doing something at the state fair. And, of course, they're always worrying about terrorist attack. Because, I mean, there's a million people there. So uh, I went to the state fair like five times last year. Five times, like, in the same day or no, five separate times? five okay. separate times, which is the record for me. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go this year. I went two times last year, and um, I loved it. Like, I, I bring wh- my kids. But when did you go, in the day or I night? I brought um, my kids in the later afternoon, and then I did a podcast there during the day. So both times in the day? Yeah. I mean, I was still there in the evening. I've been there kind of late night, and it, it kind of gets a little sketchy. Okay. Like, it, Sketchy. Yeah, it I mean, got a little sketchy. All the barn animals get out and, and then, they, then they had some cops. Like, you? you know, they have cops come from all over the state to to to, to police the fair, yeah. and like some some like Richfield cop comes up to me, and goes, "Were you smoking pot? Were and, you?" I'm like, "Come on!" And and uh, I'm like, "Dude, I'm like the last person in the world that was." Did he actually pot. say it like that? And yeah. was he 85 no, he goes, years old. He goes, "I smoked I sm- weed." He, he goes, "I smelled pot." And like I was like on the side of a building That's sitting on a bench. Manure, sir. And he's like, Are you smoking pot? And I'm like, I don't smoke pot, dude. And uh he did he he hassled me a little bit. Like he was he wasn't Did you have if, like if it was a downtown <laughs> Minneapolis cop, it wouldn't have been a problem, but a needle hanging out of your arm? I don't <laughs> smoke pot. <laughs> I do just this. Po- I just shooting heroin. <laughs> um That's not funny. We got our police don't scan- do drugs. we got our police scanners coming up next and uh or now or next? I After we come back from the break, we're going to do a scanner. We're going to do your fact later. We've got so much going on. I'm I want to talk about the Metallica show. Stay tuned. Minneapolis 911. We'll be back in a minute. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon, the Twin Cities only Lanza Concept Salon. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon has everyday styles, event cuts, color, foils, makeup services, hip, cool, and oh, so stylish. Delivered by the area's top hairstylists that will make you look like a runway model. Finish off the look with great products exclusively from Lanza. You want great hair? Join the evolution. And experience hair culture at Lynn Lake in South Minneapolis. Wow, Betty, your remodel looks great. The dining room floor, the gorgeous plush carpet in the living room. Oh, and those kitchen counters are so perfect. I'm so jealous. I want this in my house. Linda, you can. It's easy. I just called Cap Carpet and Flooring and got a free in-home estimate. Then took my ideas to the showroom and Cap's excellent design staff went to work, helping me pick out the perfect style, fabrics, and colors. They really made my ideas come to life. At Cap Carpet and Flooring, we listen to your ideas. And from design concept to Cap's professional installation, Cap makes it easy for your design vision to come to life. Whether it's a remodel or a new home design, Cap helps our 
our customers find the best products for their lifestyle. Hey, Linda, where are you off to? Oh, I'm off to Cap Flooring and Carpet. I got great ideas for my guest room. Hey, wait for me. Cap Carpet and Flooring in New Brighton. Stop in or call for an appointment today. 651-636-2617. 651-636-2617. Cap Carpet and Flooring, where design becomes you. Got spring fever? Get out, get on, and take a scenic cruise to Belle Plaine Motorsports to start the adventure of a lifetime. All the latest speed and power that is Triumph, plus more genuine Triumph apparel, gear, parts, and accessories than any other dealer in the Twin Cities. No other bikes on the road can compare to the true Triumph. Belle Plaine Motorsports is the Twin Cities headquarters for Triumph bikes, gear, and accessories. Located off Highway 169 and Main Street. Enter keyword adventure on this station's website for details. And we're back with Minneapolis 911. I'm Ellie Nick with my co-host, Tessie Ray. And we have our, our guest that's going to hang out. Cole's going to hang out for a little bit. Um, I, last night, Metallica played the first sold-out show yeah, at the U.S. Bank Stadium. Stadium. And 49,000-plus uh, people. Uh, I, Went well? I didn't understand. I live right on 7th Street. And those... I couldn't even open my front door at like 2:30. There was the sidewalk was packed. Why are people going to a concert that doesn't start till set? The doors didn't open till seven. They were walking up there at 2:30. Well, because they needed to get good. They needed to get like acclimated. To I their, guess. I don't know. You know those hard rockers. They're to, planner headers. I usually go late. I don't know. I I but you're like that's your genre. Yeah, you no, know? but I usually walk in a concert like 20 minutes late. I have a personal question. Did they all look like you? No, Metallica, they all cut their hair short. Oh, so they're like corporate, they're like just corporate lawyers walking down the street Yeah, now? they all cut their hair off. <laughs> That's why they were early. <laughs> I, they, they really I, changed their lives around. I caught this story in the Star Tribune, which kind of was a heart wrench. Uh, MDOT rescued a dog above a construction site. So you know how they, they, they uh, put that mesh around construction sites so the dust can't come out? No, but now I do. Okay, so they, they usually put, like, this fabric around buildings that they're building so okay. dust doesn't come out into the city. That's and nice of them. somebody's dog had got, it, like, went up, climbed up some heavy equipment and some, somehow got in this What area. kind of dog was it? Like it was a Jack a, it, Russell it, Terrier? It, it was a Golden Retriever. I'd like that to meet that dog. Odd. Yeah, it was a Golden yeah. Retriever. But MDOT saved it. Like, they went and rescued it. <laughs> Not MDOT. not the construction, but MDOT did. That's so awesome. I give MDOT five stars for that. Five stars from yeah. LA Nick. Yeah. Well, I love dog. I love dogs, so I'm a dog freak, so I love all dogs. So when they're inside and all the dust is billowing around, like the construction workers then have to be in it. And yeah, it, they wear a dust mask. <laughs> nah, they all wear a dust uh, mask. They need some insurance. So I got, you know, I do my fun fact. My fun fact of Minnesota or Minneapolis. Is it really fun this week? How fun is it? It's not that fun. Five gold stars? Fun? Eh. It's not that it's not that good. All right. Well now I'm excited. Stay tuned everyone. Actually I got <laughs> actually I, I actually have two of them. Okay. So give me the least fun one first. Well, okay, least fun one. The very first Mrs. Minnesota died this week at ninety one years old. And what which makes it weird is her daughter was Miss America in 1977. Ooh. So they must have been less like those uh, the pageant, pageant families. families that, like, yeah, all that's do all pageant they do. Stuff. Yeah. Their living room is just filled with trophies and tiaras. Yeah. And uh, yeah. my my actual fun What did fact, she die from, being oh, so pretty? I think she just died of old oh. age. Um, so I didn't even know this, and one of my really close friends actually owns this building, um, which is the Lumber Exchange Building. The Lumber Exchange Building is the oldest building in Minneapolis. Hmm. And Even older than uh, the, what's that tower? That, oh, the, oh, oh, the oh, w oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, and the oldest building over 12, over uh, six stories. Okay. So, it, and it was the first uh, skyscraper built here. And uh, hmm. it was also the first fireproof building ever built in America. Well, I'd hope so. I mean, this city was built on timber, but... Uh, That's That building's <laughs> not. Right. I mean, it'd be terrible, though, if... Uh, that building's all stone, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And it's the first fireproof building in America. In America? Yeah. Out, Way out, to first go, of, well, it's Actually, according to Wikipedia, first fireproof building outside of New York City. 
Wow, that's exciting. I am really proud of And it us. was built in 1885. And my friend Ken Sherman, who's a great guy, owns that building. You know Ken Sherman? And, uh, I see his name everywhere. Ken's a really good guy. I want to meet Ken Sherman and talk to him about the Lumber Exchange building. He was a, a pro wrestler, you know. He was an imported wrestler? No, a pro wrestler. Oh, I like thought he, he was an imported. I was like, he used to wrestle. He, he used to wrestle with like Hulk Hogan and all <laughs> those guys. Deport him now, now that he, I know that. He used to wrestle with Hulk Hogan and all those guys. That's pretty cool. He's got cool. lots of pictures all over his office, him and Hulk Hogan wrestling and all the old-time wrestlers. Sort of self-involved, but okay. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Well, good old Ken Sherman. Just wrestling anyway, with the Hulk. Um, we got 911 calls to go to. I'm excited about these. Let's so do it. Our scanner is ready. Maybe we don't. <laughs> so this person has a larceny warrant out of out of Illinois, mm-hmm. and. There's there's no extradition anymore, so it's not extraditable from Minnesota. And and we talked about this on a prior show. Cities and states are so broke. If you came here, if you have an armed robbery warrant in New York City and you're in Minnesota and you get picked up and a cop runs your name and it comes up armed robbery warrant in New York City, nobody's coming to get you. They can call New York City all they want and say we have Hesse Ray here. You have a warrant for her, and they're going to go. You know what? Keep her. Thank God. We don't want her. Well, that happens to me no matter if I have a warrant or not. They're like, keep her. God, thank God we're quiet for one second. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe we could redirect those millions of dollars in police brutality bailouts to actually extraditing criminals outside of Minneapolis. Maybe. Well, no, no city wants to pay to come get them. So what's two cops going to fly to Minneapolis and take her back to New York and then spend $100,000 on a trial and then put her in jail for $69 a day? Nobody wants they to don't spend want any it. money on me. This is the whole problem. You Nobody know, I've had this in that. every one of my relationships. Right. It's like, so, why can't you just dole out some more money? So the cops, so our cops don't want to extradite anybody. And that, that's 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 not the police department's doing that. That's city government right. doing that. Keep that anyway, in mind. That's why I'm here news. in Minneapolis. That's yeah. That's all, why we all came here. That's all city governments are doing that, and and it's part of the marketing of the cities, and part of to get rid of to get rid of their criminals. But but you're just pushing their criminals around. They're just moving them around. All right. Let's go to our next call. Are you able to clear for a priority one assault in progress at Irving in the mall? So this is a group of 8 to 13 year old kids touching females. So they're like probably grabbing females' butts or something in the mall. <laughs> Their butts. 8 to 13 though. <laughs> what, were this, you, yeah. what were you doing in elementary school, Hesley? I mean... I was not <laughs> hanging around grabbing people's bodies. I know that. Like, I, I mean, we would go to but eight. eight years old? You know, eight? even then I was, like, riding my bike around, visiting my grandma. Now we've got a roving gang of Where? elementary school butt grabbers. We were just talking about curfew, too, and who's uh, enforcing it? Who's enforcing a curfew for the butt grabbers? Yeah, something's something's going wrong. Do they have a Wires Facebook are... page? <laughs> you know, you world. know what it comes down to. Butt it comes down. It comes. It, it comes down to parents. It comes down to parents. It really does. It comes down to parents. You know, if you have no parent in your life, even a single parent, if you don't have somebody teaching you good behavior. Then you're just going to have bad behavior. Well, you know, I have two eight-year-old daughters, and they ask if they can go outside. I live in Minneapolis, too. They ask if they can go outside, and I'm like, stay in the yard, don't talk to anyone, and don't grab butts. That's just, <laughs> you know, common common courtesy. All right, let's go to our, our next call. For knowledge and assaults intending at 2401 Bladesville Avenue, cells in the rear alley. There's a male choking a female. Clothes are tied up. So the, a male choking a female, and she's tied up. I mean, wow. this is pretty heavy, heavy duty call. I mean, that's a pretty heavy duty call. Why would you like do that on the open? You know, that seems a little weird. Like if you like, was she tied up, up in the house and she escaped, and he like chased after her in the alley? In the alley was it, did it, did it t- all occur in the alley, or did he tie her up in the alley? Did they not have a place to go to? It's just like, hey, let's just. <laughs> were they just it doing right S and M in the alley? In the alley. <laughs> Maybe it was exhibitionist. <laughs> Some people are into that. 
Some uh, people are into that. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to like if she was really, you know, horror. You know, if it was seriously See, what, hurt. What, that's but what's the problem with the police. You, you can't hear the police story. Right. Yeah. You only hear the call. But somebody, somebody had to call nine one one. Well, I mean, I think most people hopefully would if they saw that. Like, I even if it. Yeah, a girl tied up and somebody choking her, you better call 911. Right. I don't care if you snitch and get stitches or whatever you're saying is. You better call 911. You're eight years old. Well, I, I'm just tired of that mentality, man. I'm tired of people not calling the cops because they think they're snitches. I don't care who's. If, if somebody's choking a woman and she's tied up, you better call 911, man. I don't care yeah, what and color. Yeah, hope to God they don't have any a warrant from I don't care, Illinois. I don't care who you are, what car you are, where you came from. You better help call 911. All right, let's go to our next call. See, these calls make me sad. When I listen to, when I listen to police dispatch, which I do a lot, I hear this call just over and over and over again. And I, I don't know, I, I, I don't get it, and I talked about it, me talk, I go when I went and talked to the schools that I talked to, and these kids tell me they do it for street creds, to get street credits, and you know we talked to some of the some of the leaders in the black community about street creds, that how much crap it is. It's not going to get you anything. It's not going to get you anything. It's going to get it's going to get you something for six months, or it's going to get you a, a jail sentence or killed. I mean, well, it's like anything, anything you do, like, you know, people forget and they go on to the next story, you know, within people, you know, a few minutes. People, so, yeah. stop beating people up for nothing. And you're saying, though, you hear this a lot. You were saying oh, on the scanner on. all the time. I hear a lot. I see, I see it a lot. I, I walked around downtown. I see it. I've seen it multiple times right in front of my face. Do you call 911? I mean, go hang out on Fifth and Hennepin, man. You'll see it every weekend. Do you call 911? Well, there's always a cop already oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good at yeah. least. I um, don't know. I mean, it is it's unsettling and I don't like I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if you've got any ideas about what to do about those things. Well, I, like I said it goes back to, it goes back to the mentors, man. Mentors, parenting, some you know, somebody t- teaching kids good behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, um everyone everybody remember our website's minneapolis911.com. You can go there and listen to all our shows. Mm-hmm. All our past shows. You can also sc- scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and listen to Police Dispatch live as it's happening. And uh, it's a dick. I'm warning you right now. It's addicting. So if you start listening to it, sometimes you can't stop because you get you get it, it just especially on Friday, Saturday night, it just goes on a roll and you can't stop listening. Well, I think too, it's it's good to have that awareness, that unfiltered awareness. I mean, we oh. listen to the calls every uh, every week when we do this show, and we kind of have our commentary on it, but. But you pick and choose what we listen to. This is just unfiltered, you know, like you can hear the trends going on in the city and hear what's going on in real time. So I mean, I, 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 I picked, I mean, I, I, there's super violent ones that I leave out. I did that, that, that 40 car shooting last, mm-hmm. last show. I mean, 20 shots out of one car, 25 shots out of another car, just because that nobody covered that story. It, it, it wasn't on any news. It wasn't in the Star Tribune, but we have the police clip. And yet not one press in the city of Minneapolis reported that story. Why? Why? Why would nobody report that story? I don't know. Yeah. You tell I'll, me. I want to know, too. Yeah, yeah, I have no so, answer to that. I, anyway, um, the Plymouth building, you know where the Plymouth building is on Hennepin? No. So it's kind of like uh, where Tom Fams used to be. So that's oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That okay. where I used to do yep. the gong show. Yeah, yeah. I, I still do my comedy show there. Tom so uh, that what is ever happened not, to him. Uh, he still he still has a restaurant. Yeah, in the in the suburbs somewhere. He's just not like that. He's just not allowed downtown anymore. Oh, um, I want to hear about not that. Not allowed to open. He's not allowed to open a business downtown. Okay. Maybe um, we anyway, get that, later. that that building is turned in is being turned into an embassy suite. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a little tour. Um, they're leaving. They they have a, they're going to have a pool, which is rare downtown. Most hotels downtown don't have. Well, a couple of I them know. Do, but, yeah, but I know. Yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going to leave Tom Pham space available for lease for a restaurant. Oh. 9,000 square feet. Um, do you want to open a restaurant with me? No. I think we could do all right. We'd be better than Jack's. Nah. I'd keep things think, really clean in the kitchen. Um, but they are, they are a historic building, and it was the first building in America. 
There's a lot of first things in Minneapolis that happen here in Minneapolis. The first building in a min, in, in in the country with re, rebarb reinforced concrete. What does that mean? It's concrete that has metal rods going through it. What's the point of that? So it doesn't crack. Oh. Protects against earthquakes, Hesley. Oh, good idea. We have a lot of those in Minnesota. Seriously. Phew. Um, <laughs> That's great. So the first building with unnecessary barbs through the concrete. And did I tell you about the, the, I told you about a year from today, the solar eclipse, right? <gasps> no. I didn't no, tell you that. No. A year from today, right now, today, uh-huh. it'll actually be a Monday. Okay. It will be the first complete solar eclipse in American history. Whoa. It's never happened in, the, in America's history, ever. Has never. it happened in somebody else's history? Yes, back in like the Roman oh. Empire. Oh, so only in Rome? Well, before America <gasps> Do existed. Do you think that, oh, before America even was here? Right, before mm-hmm. America was here, it, it was the well, last one. Well, it was one. here, but it wasn't Right, America. nobody was yeah. here. Well, natives were here. Wow, that's exciting. Do you think uh, the world is going to end? Never know. All right, let's talk hey, uh, back. Thanks, everybody. We'll see everybody. No, we're not going... Oh, we're going to break. Come back. I'm not done yet with coal or anything. We're going to break. There's more coming soon. Minneapolis 911. Tired of the big box store? Hello? Is anybody out there? Had it with mom and pop hardware stores? OMG, it was just here last week. Want something just right? That's Buyswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store. At Buyswingers, we have it all. Power equipment, outdoor living, hardware, a place where neighbors help neighbors complete that backyard renovation, paint your home, or just let you know what food that cardinal in your tree wants for supper. Buyswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store with more. 35 West North to County Road 96, exit 28A in New Brighton. A unique and inspiring dining choice. That's Bank Restaurant in downtown Minneapolis. Housed in a beautifully restored circa 1900 bank building, it's the perfect place for a casual breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Featuring modern American dining, where fresh local ingredients combine with a historic yet revitalized setting for a truly unique dining experience. A four-star surrounding with a casual price. Whether it's a power lunch, lunch with your girls, or romantic dinner, Bank Restaurant is a lively and effervescent new way to dine at 88 South 6th Street in downtown Minneapolis, where four stars meets casual dining. And we're back with Minneapolis 911. I'm Hesley Ray with L.A. Nick, and we've still got Cole Yates in the studio. He just won't leave us alone. <laughs> and on the break, uh, you came up with an interesting point. Do you want to share that? Well, yeah, I just wanted to address something uh, that Nick said twice, uh, putting the blame on uh, not having parents around for all of these you know, issues that we're facing here in Minneapolis and across the country. I think it's simplistic. Uh, you know, instead of blaming parents for not being in the household, how about asking why they're not there in the first place? Well, well, uh, you, might, you might have mis- misunderstood me. Not just parents, even a, even mentors. Anybody with positive reinforcements for these kids, instead of just leaving them to the vices of the, of the street, the kids that I meet, that I talk to in the inner city of Minneapolis, I went and talked to Eastside Services, which is where a school that... The kids, the kids that are there have been kicked out of every school in Minneapolis, and nobody will take them. So they go to Eastside Services for the school to get their their edu- to get their high school diploma. I talk to these kids; they don't have they don't have anybody that believes in them. So there's nobody that's saying, "We, I believe in you. You can be anything you want." And I'll help you get there. They don't have that. Well, of course, I mean, you know, kids need mentors. But what I'm saying is, you know, we need to be focusing on why those mentors aren't in the house. And when you look, you see that uh, all these missing fathers, missing mentors are in the criminal justice system. They're in prisons. They've been killed by violent crime. Um, I just think it's too simplistic to lay the blame on individual well, mentors or parents. The story in the Star Tribune today. There's a there's a there's a an increase a high increase of Native American children in foster homes because their parents are drug addicts and alcoholics and they're in they can't take care of their children their children's being taken away from them that that's happening more and more there's a lot of kids going into foster care being taken away from their parents because their parents aren't capable of taking care of a child 
that that is that is increasing more than you can imagine. Right, but what I'm saying is, instead of focusing on individual people choosing to uh, uh, use drugs, focus on why they're using drugs in the first place. That's because we don't have the social safety nets we need for the country. We've got people in prisons; they come out, they can't get jobs, they're poor. I mean, you know, we we we've got to look more at the systems that are keeping well, the, people out of well, the, the homes ha- instead you, of blaming individuals. Well, have you ever been the prison box has been taken off of every application in America? The Obama passed that. So the, the, you, you can get a, you don't have to say you're a felon. So that's that excuse is gone. And um, almost every employer still runs background that checks after true. the interview. Yeah, that is true. Well, they can run background checks, but you, they don't have, they can't ask you if you're a felon. Well, good luck getting housing or a job with a felony on your right. record. That's all I've got to say. Oh, I've so, never been arrested, so I don't have to worry about it. This sounds like we're getting into another show altogether, um, which I do want to actually talk about that. Cole, you've come up with some great, great points today, and I want to go back to your core message and what's going on right now. You're in the middle of a lawsuit. You're in the middle of this great uh, this movement, and you've got a lot of traction there. Again, tell people how to find you, what to look up to to find your website, and, and again, what you're trying to do right now. Right. So we're expecting a ruling uh, hopefully tomorrow, um, but definitely by Friday. Um, you can learn more about that. You can join our campaign, get in touch with me or our wonderful campaign staff. Go to insurethepolice.org. Um, we'd love for you to join. We'd love to answer any questions you might have. Uh, and uh, it's a movement, and it's growing, and it's spreading across the country. We're the first to do it, and we're going to do it. I think it's common sense that the police department should have that insurance. So um, I don't think good cops should have to pay for it. That's the only thing I have against it. So if good, if good cops have to put money out of their own pockets, they don't make it that much money in the first place. And they're not going to be. The That's city good. can cover the base I, rate. I'm all good with it then. And our listeners can go make their own opinion on all of this, everything we've talked about today. Find us on Minneapolis911.com. Find Cole and his organization through insurethepolice.org. Um, look us up on Facebook. We're all on Facebook. Everyone is on Facebook and Twitter, I think. And I think so everybody in the world's on Facebook. I, <laughs> eh, my grand. Well, Grandma is on Twitter and Facebook now, so you're right. Everyone in the world, everyone in the whole world. <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks, and please Cole. tune in it. again. Um, but but like I said, anyone who has thoughts, opinions, opinions on our opinions, uh, more more facts to share with us, anything, go to Minneapolis nine one one dot com. Want, reach out to I, us. I, I want to remind everybody: we do this show because we love Minneapolis and we're trying to make it a better city. And and we probe into some deep things that nobody else wants to talk about. And we get sl- we get a lot of slack for it, but somebody has to talk about this stuff. If we don't talk about our problems, we can't find solutions. And uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. And I want to thank Cole. And always we'll see you next you. week. More probing. <laughs> you have been listening to Minneapolis 911 with L.A. Nick and Hesley Ray. Join us and download a new show every Wednesday at 9 a.m. on the Tom Bernard Network and at Minneapolis911.com. For further information on today's and past shows, log on to Minneapolis911.com. Minneapolis 911 post-production provided by Zachariah Putney. This show is a Robert W. Morgan production. I'm Casey Moo. Thank you for listening to Minneapolis 911.